This is going to be weird. The first first episode sitting down. Yeah. Uh, so normally we are standing and... And facing each other. Yes. And s- sometimes with shirts. Because I'll turn away from the mic if I'm not like looking at you. I'll like yeah. turn to face you. So we'll see how this, this works. And now we're sitting down for the first time. Yeah. We decided to get a little bit more comfortable with yeah. this, this episode. We've been abusing our bodies and have to... Or at least I have to sit down. Yeah. Um, Lots of chainsaw work this weekend, and uh, I'm feeling it today. Yeah. Um, all right. So and you just never sit. So no, I'm always moving. This is, this is weird for me. I'm, I am a very much you start active shaking and like person. Yeah. <laughs> do the hummingbirds? Yeah. <laughs> like <I'm> doing, <laughs> restless sunny. leg syndrome suddenly. Yeah. Um, all right. And today, so oh wait, welcome to Beer and Bible. <laughs> what are uh, we doing here? Oh yeah. Yeah. Beer Bible. Beer Bible. Uh, I am Neil, uh, lead research nerd, uh, content provider. I don't know, whatever whatever else I was supposed the to put boss. on my LinkedIn profile. And then you are? <laughs> Chris, the resident high, super high-functioning alcoholic and official Bible reader again. Because tonight's not a tangent, so yeah. I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, and what are you drinking? Uh, today, oh, I have to like reach so far, is Deschutes. Fresh Haze IPA. It's like a certain percentage. <laughs> I got an jacuzzi. 6.5, 45 IBUs. It's very tasty. Nice. nice. Yeah. I've been torn between these and like a uh, can of Bliss. I think that's Oscar Blues. They're like local, or not, they're like semi local. Like they're down in North Carolina. But yeah, that's what I've been bouncing between. It's this and that. Nice, nice. <laughs> not not too much variety, just enough. Um, and oh. so, yeah, so tonight we're not doing the tangent night. So hopefully you enjoyed last time where it's just us, <laughs> a complete mess. Yeah, just, it, um, yeah, catastrophe. Yeah, so, and hopefully when you listen to those, you realize, okay, these guys are just going to talk. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. <laughs> and then you tune back into the regular episodes for the real Where you might, might, might learn something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you do, we apologize. Wait, what are you drinking on tonight? Oh, um, I'm not sure if you if if you're not following us on Instagram, <laughs> you should. Uh, most recently, I I posted. I was wondering if root beer counts. So I'm drinking. Sure. I'm drinking a Virgil's it root beer. It says beer, right? Yeah, yeah. I um I don't know mentally. I like I it's it's a lack of solidarity, but I like to pretend a little bit. So I I, I switch between uh, root beer and ginger beer. Somebody had birch beer once. Birch and that beer. was, I tried some birch. Is that beer. a root? It's a, I don't know. It's a, birch. A, I think it's a tree. Yeah. 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 Anyways, it was like a, then, uh, our, our scholar from the dungeons with the <laughs> scrolls, he came out and he said, Joey, that, Joey. Yeah. Joey said that he really likes uh birch beer. He was really excited about it. So huh. it's a, just a soda flavor, but it's, I guess maybe it's a Northern it's thing. It's like the birch roots are in the dungeon race. Reading Root. scrolls and like you can like milk them or something. I guess that's what he does. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't heard us talk about Joey before, <laughs> go back to the we textual. Yeah, go check out check out the textual criticism um, podcast. Uh, real quick, Chris, what is textual criticism in your words? Uh, it is figuring out what shit should go into the Bible and the stuff that should go into the burn pile. Yep. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> like, what's so, the bullshit and what sounds like it's not fucking crazy? Yeah. So if you've ever been like, 
WTF, how did this Bible, how do we like know this is even legit or this is yeah. like what was originally written? That's the same question Joey asks himself every day. <laughs> every day. And, and uh, somehow enjoys it. Yeah. He's so, a bit of a sadist. So go back, check that out, listen to it. Um, not really a great podcast if you're trying to get like the, the true one answer, but if you've listened to our podcast before. You know that's not going to happen <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wrong podcast. Um, anyways, so tonight, not a tangent night, not textual criticism. We are jumping back into Matthew. We are in chapter Some six. Lord Jesus. Yes. Uh, tonight is a very famous passage. This is like this is up there. Like if if you've seen te- television and movies in America, you've probably heard this passage before. Yeah. Uh, this is the Lord's Prayer. Um, Our Father who art in heaven. I don't really remember the rest. We're going into it. Yeah. We're going to dive right yeah. in. I didn't grow up in church, so I didn't really like that. TV was about it, and it was like, okay, this is that thing that people say at, at funerals. So I didn't know any of that. And I remember one time, okay, this is a great conversation. So uh, super nerd me, and uh, I got into the Jesus thing. My senior year, I was going to a local college and hanging out with a theology professor. Hmm. And so I went to his Bible study with a theology professor, me, little little 17-year-old Neil was that much of a nerd. And but again, remember, I didn't grow up in the church. So they started going through and they were doing the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> so it's all these college kids that know the Bible yeah. through and through. And they're going around, each person's saying a different phrase, like a little verse that we're gonna be going through tonight. And they get to me and I just go, pass. <laughs> <laughs> most embarrassing moment. Just or not you most. Should have just, just like thrown through. in some pledge of allegiance or something. Yeah. One nation. <laughs> that would be weird, though, like, thinking about, like, outside looking in, because, like, again, growing up indoctrinated like myself, it's like, you know that from the jump. That's, like, one of the early things. But, like, I can imagine, like, going, like, if you, like, first funeral or, like, wedding or, like, or first time you hear it, and then you hear it again, and you hear it again, it's like, these guys are, like, really hurting for material. Like, you're just <laughs> fucking ripping off the last dude. Like, let's... <laughs> What's going on here? How how big is your book of prayer? Yeah, like two pages. Is one it page? just the no, one? Just one? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. You got like yeah. a thousand fucking weird songs and then one prayer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the songs he's talking about is oh no, you're talking about Christian songs? Yeah, it's just hymnals. Yeah, hymnals. yeah, oh, it's like yeah. especially in the South, man, we get creative, especially when they start taking like you'll recognize the beat from a secular song, but it's got Jesus words in it. I think like, we, did we talk about that last podcast? Probably. Yes. Probably. We about that oh yes, we did. Yeah. The, and how much I hate yeah. it. I was thinking about the South Park episode, the Faith Plus One, where he's like, "You just take any love song and then replace Babe with Jesus or That's God the, or no. Christ." I was oh, all right, I used to. Uh, so I, I play guitar. If anyone wants to know that, there you go. Um, so I play guitar, and I was playing lead in this worship band in college, and uh, the, they had this descending riff. To it, so it's like going down, and I and I was following it. And I just I remember just telling the 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 worship leader like, "Yeah, this is the Verve Pipes freshman." And after that, he couldn't unhear it, and he's like, "You got to play something different. Like, <laughs> you he, can't do that." Yeah, because he told me he told me like play this arpeggiated, and yeah. Anyways, don't don't worry, musical terms. Sorry, I was gonna anyways, say I don't even know what that means. Did you make that shit up just now? Yeah. So. um <laughs> Anyways, I played it up right. It ended up sounding like the Verve Pipes, the fresh uh, freshman, and then he couldn't unhear it, and he's like, you can't do that anymore. So, <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, you told me to do it. Yeah, this it was, is your fault. Yeah. Anyways, yes, that is annoying. Okay, so back to the prayer. Yep, yep, the one prayer all that right. binds them all. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh this section here, it has uh, this this prayer shows up in both in uh in 
in Matthew and Luke, and we've kind of talked about it before, but Matthew and Luke pull a lot from the Gospel of Mark. So we, we assume that we traditionally we think that Mark is, uh, was the first one written. Uh, Matthew and Luke pulled from that, but there's something material that's in Matthew and Luke that's not in Mark. So some people that think that belongs to a mysterious document that we no longer have. Mm. So if you find that, it'll be like national treasure. So it'll be like international religious theological treasure. Yeah, you hit us up, and then we'll give you Joey's number, and yeah. then he'll let you know if he goes on the burn pile or not. Yeah, so if that, you find this. Document. So we don't know that. Some people think that it was actually Luke was written first, and then um, Matthew just ripped off Luke. He just looked over his shoulder, like, "Ooh, I like that prayer." <laughs> Let me throw that in there. Um, anyways, so uh, anyways, uh, it's also been recommended in the DDK, which is this early Christian document that you should go ahead and uh, pray it three times a day, um, which might be a ripoff of the the Jewish people. You know, like, like Christianity is emerging out of Judaism. Yeah. And like the, the Jews pray three times a day. We should, too, but differently. <laughs> We don't want to pray the same thing. Right. We're not like posing them. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Anyways, uh, so we are in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. All right. Here we go. Kicking it off. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Okay. <laughs> Let's start off before he, we get to Jesus praying. He's like, like this. Yeah. This is how you do it. Yeah. So, or else God's not going to listen to you and he may kill you. Yeah. So that's the magic words. If you want to make your prayer work and force God's hand, you have to start with no. Uh, a lot of people think that <laughs> that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, and a lot of people think that this is um, in reference to a way or a style. This isn't Jesus saying pray this prayer. It's more of a hey, try it like like here's a template or yeah. here's kind of how you can do it, and you you just roll with this. Here's here's a way of going about it. Um, the DDK is what we mentioned earlier. That's uh, it's actually uh, is one that suggests you should do it three times a day. Um, the there's also something called the Shmone Esrei, which is that what literally I just said in Hebrew was eighteen. I know, <laughs> really fascinating. Yeah, huh. uh, Shmone Esrei, uh, eighteen, or some people think it's the the Kaddish. Um, the the problem is that if you assume that this is so, what they're doing is they're looking at the Shmone Shmone Esrei, which is a Jewish prayer that has eighteen kind of sections of prayer. Hmm. And uh, and then you also have a cottage, which is a, is a blessing. Uh, the Shemona Esrei, um, people look at the, the Lord's Prayer, they look at that, and they go, wait, this kind of matches here, and this kind of matches here. Maybe these are maybe what Jesus is doing is teaching his disciples to pray a very similar prayer to the Shemona Esrei, or maybe he's ripping it off. Um, but the Shemona Esrei mm. is not established until at least 90 CE um, and uh, with Yavna, with uh, Yavneh. Which is a, a just another Jewish. What does CE person. mean again? Um, common Era. Oh, okay. Yeah, Common Era. Uh, it used to be AD uh -huh. until we said we got to take Jesus out of the history books. Oh, but like yeah. not fully out of the history books, just like out of. Yeah, people's got tired of using BC and AD. Mm. Year of the Lord. Um, so this is Common Common Era. Uh, the Kaddish earliest date is 150 CE, and that's in Sifre De Deuteronomy 306. Um, so we're not sure about that. Uh, some people think that it's it, it is considered what what is considered a short prayer. So the, the Jewish people ha have some really long prayers. Some people think that uh, the original prayers were actually like the the Shemona Esrei was actually this idea that you would say something like we're going to pray about this, and then there was a space left open for other people to fill in early mm -hmm. on. But then as time went on, people were like, we're going to go and fill in that space with our own like set memorized wrote prayers, and this is what they're going to be like next. 
Um, so uh, it's uh, so it could be a short prayer. Berachot um, four, um, one who makes a, his prayer uh, a, 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 like a marked task. His prayers are not valid uh, or like a, a cut off task. Um, his supplications. Rabbi Joshua says. Uh, one who t- who walks in place of danger pra- uh, prays a short prayer. He says, "God save your nation, uh, save your nation Israel. In all critical times, let their needs be before you. Blessed are you, O God, who hearkens to prayer." So, like, okay, if you're in danger, pray a fast prayer. Likewise, in the Josefta, <laughs> like, like, oh gosh, I've done that. Like, yeah, I mean, when you're flying down the God, on please a ma- don't let me fucking die. <laughs> yeah, on a mountain bike, right? <laughs> like, and legitimately praying that, like, yeah, like you don't have a time to be like. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Or like that, that's actually the example of the short prayer, I guess, that, that he's trying to use. Anyways, <laughs> the point is, what this is saying is that there were rabbinic ideas, um, early uh, early uh, rabbinic ideas that you should pray a fast. Like, there's there are times when you just pray a short prayer. Um, uh, if one is traveling in a place of danger or of robbers, he should pray a short prayer. What is a or short of prayer? Or robbers. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that was a common thing back then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which, like, what... Now that I'm thinking about it, Capernaum was a bustling metropolis of 4,000 people. How bad, like, how, where's the bad side of town? <laughs> like, down the street? I went three houses down. It was in the bad part of town. Yeah. Can't handle this. Circle the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, uh, he should pray a short prayer. What is a short prayer? Rabbi Eleazar says, perform, uh, perform your will in heaven and bestow satisfaction upon earth to those who revere you and, uh, and do that which is good in your sight. Blessed are you who hears prayers. Okay, that's still pretty long. Like, yeah. if you're flying down the road in a mountain bike, I, I like your short prayer. Like, <laughs> uh, we also note the mention of uh, abbreviated Shimona Esre in Bavli Berchot 28b. In case any of you are sitting there like, I want to look this up. Yeah. There's your reference. Um, I'm not always full of crap. Uh, each day, one should recite the prayer consisting of 18. These uh, That told you 18 benedictions, 18 sections. Uh Rabbi Joshua says each day one says an abbreviation of the 18 benedictions. Rabbi Akiva says if one's prayer is uh, urgent, uh, he says uh, he says the 18 um, benedictions, and if not, one says an, uh, an abbreviation of them. If, wait, yeah. So if wait, if one's prayer is so it's like the Cliff Notes version or yeah. the full on. Yeah, you got you got so you got the time. Do the full on prayer. If you don't, just yeah. do a quickie. There's there's another rabbi that had some comment. I don't have this. I'm sorry. For, now I don't have the notes in this. Oh. There's one rabbi that was like, but if you do that when you don't need to, you might as well not have even come. You might as well slept in through synagogue. Like, if you're just you know, if you're, you're going to hell. Yeah. Like, if you're not going, if you show up to synagogue, you pray the full 18. They ain't no robbers. Yeah. So you got you got you time. Should relax. You should hang out. Say the whole fucking prayer. Yeah. Um. And then we say, all right, so that's the, that's like to get the idea of the setup of the prayer. So pray like this, and now we're talking about an example of prayer. And then it says, Father in heaven. So this is actually very Matthew, heavily Matthewian. Um, the only other place that you you have this fa- uh, this phrase, Father in heaven, uh, you see it in Mark eleven twenty five through twenty six. Uh, there's also this idea that people have come through and said, Abba means Daddy, and people get really like worked up about that. Especially Christians used to be like. This shows that Jesus had a special connection to God that none of us other uh, other people had. Or some people go, the reason the Jews didn't like Jesus is because he was using the word daddy for father. And like, just too intimate. And they just couldn't handle the truth. They couldn't handle that. It's too contemporary. Yeah, like, he's he, like, I did hear about some guy in the 70s that got up to pray. He's like, yo, big daddy. 
Like, hey, Big Daddy. Like, actually, like the like, late <laughs> 70s, early 80s opened up the prayer with Big Daddy. Oh, um, this is weird. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, if it with the times, but that's... It's weird. Um, the problem is, uh, we're not, like, with, with our uh, proto-linguistics, not proto, anyways, our historical linguistics, we're not quite sure we're seeing Abba as that, um, as Daddy. Um, some, there, there's, I think there are articles that have talked about, yes, it does, and articles that say, no, it didn't. Um, right now, it, not really. Um, it, it not it doesn't really indicate that uh, it's a special like daddy, daddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's <laughs> a little little harder to, to pull together. Also, I think that since we've discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, we've also seen that some of them indicate that the Essenes, uh, the the mountain, the crazy mountain people, the oh, Dead yeah. Sea Scrolls. I love this. Um, cats. Yeah, yeah. Th- these guys, uh, they. They actually did use Abba as well as in their prayers, so they're not. It's, it just and if John grew up with that, or did Jesus have interactions with us scenes? Obviously, it, Jerusalem, Jerusalem's a small town. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna come across an Essene yeah, or two. Yeah. They're gonna be Essenes. He, he did a lot of walking and traveling. It'd be really surprising that he didn't run into one of these. A lot of hanging out with yeah. transient people. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. Um, this is uh, some people have this idea that this is in out of this isn't out of the ordinary. Uh, other scholars say no, this is weird. This is wacko. What, what in the world? This is pretty there, pretty far there. Um, hallowed be thy name. So where where is he pulling this from? Like, holy be your name. Uh, hallowed is also an interesting idea because it's it, it's an imperative. It's like telling God or telling other people, like telling somebody, like. Like you're supposed be. to be praying to Gabi. It's like here. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd have to look at the Greek to see if it was second or third person imperative. So they it's this weird thing. Greek has a third person imperative where like I'm I'm talking about somebody else, but I'm telling them to do something. Huh. It's weird. Anyways. So I, I don't think it has or or maybe it's a, a second person like knowing or you should know or they know anyways. Something that doesn't linguistically I, yeah. make fucking sense. Yeah. I don't think it, I'm not sure if it's a th- third person imperative. I got to go back and brush up on my Greek. This is what I get for doing a Well, I know zero Greeks. You're still like yeah, the most educated in this room. So, uh and in the house. If any of my Greek uh and possibly in the region. Yeah. If any of my friends were were uh were listening to this or in Greek class with me, you might be ashamed. That's fine. Um <laughs> I'm actually now taking Greek as a living language, so it's an immersion language. So I don't know any of the rules. I'm losing all the rules, like any of the grammar <laughs> rules. I'm just I can speak it, but I don't know what why I'm saying what I'm saying. I just know it's right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this idea of uh, like be holy, your name shall be holy. I don't know. It's kind of a strange thing that we don't really have. Um, Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel, uh, a, a book in the Bible. I don't think it's really well quoted in uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, but I know it's mentioned. So um, that's that's all that you need to know about Ezekiel is in Quentin Tarantino. Movies. Damn it, I have to go look it up now. It wasn't it in. Uh, um, You're talking about Pulp Fiction, yeah. where Samuel L. Jackson does. Yeah, the long doesn't thing? he quote Ezekiel? It now? might be. He does that big quote. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not sure if that's even a real quote. I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm better with the Bible than I am Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Um, we'll find out and we'll we'll get that information out there yeah um so it says ezekiel uh 36 chapter 36 19 through 23 it's like i will sanctify my name like like god's gonna do it so if you're a weird trinitarian you believe that god and jesus are the same thing it's like jesus is like god or me holy be my name your name <laughs> he's weird. way too high on himself yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think we've talked about it before like Humility isn't necessarily what you think of yourself. It's how you treat others. <laughs> if you created the ant farm, does it really matter? Yeah. 
Yeah, Jesus was full of himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, third person heiress imperative. I'm glad I put this in my notes. Um, <laughs> may you do this or please grant this. Uh, um, all right. So that's, that's kind of, that's like this weird, hallowed be your name, do your thing. All right. Let's go on to the chat. Uh, See, I always have the issue where it's like drunk Chris is like always fucking over sober Chris. And like you have this thing where like early Neil. Or like past Neil is always helping out future Neil, like in your yeah. notes just now. <laughs> yeah, I need to get that dynamic working in my own. Yeah, life. yeah. I do. I do a few more things. A little like, like setting up explosives for myself, <laughs> and you're hooking yourself up with notes. You're gonna Neil. You're gonna need this down the line, buddy. I got you. Yeah. And on yeah. my side, it's like good luck tomorrow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, continuing on. Let's go. Let's go on to verse ten. Um, oh, I gotta. I'm getting used to this sitting down thing. I gotta like hold it over the mic. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right. So this whole like will and everything else. This is used to in Matthew a lot to point towards an, an obedient uh, will toward God. This person is being very obedient. Your will. Your will be done. It's common in rabbinic literature. Um, Annul your will in the face of His will. It's not a vote two four. Mm. Rabbi Eliezer says, may your will be done in the heavens above and grant ease to those who fear you and do what is good in your own in your own eyes. Uh, may it be your will, O Lord, our God, to establish peace in the upper family and in the lower family. Do your will in heaven and give rest of spirit to them that fear you beneath. So these are all just a, a, yeah. to show that this is whatever um, your plan is. I'm on board and I want it to happen. Yeah, I want it to manifest like right here. Yeah, exactly. And these, so, these aren't new ideas. Like, whatever is, it is, I don't even know what it is, but I know that I'm on your team and I want it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Like that's kind of what I interpret from it. Yeah, and then uh, on earth as it is in heaven, uh, both as a promise and a plea. Like I'm going to be wanting to make this happen. I like I'm making this happen. I'm going to do your will and also like make your will happen here. Um, and then uh, part of sanctifying God's name. Uh, so if, if uh, God's name is going to be proclaimed out the world, like hallowed be your name, uh, may your will, your actions, your desires be done through me or make it happen here so that your name will be like made holy. Like your name, like people be like, Oh shoot, God, that, that Jewish God's pretty darn good. <laughs> like when, like when they see how good, like God makes everything. Right. So that's, that's part of the process of making your name holy. So it's, those aren't necessarily two separate ideas. Like blessed or like holy be your name and may your will be done on earth. As, like that, that can still be one synonymous concept. Um, eschatological, eschatological, that's a, that's not like, Eschatological. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's not related to scat. Don't Google that. Um, eschatological. You're, now you're only, that's all you're going to think, right? I have to I've say ruined it. it. Eschatological. Yeah. Instead uh, of scat, you can just take the scat out. Yeah. Eschatological. <laughs> just say it different. Eschatological. Right, I'll, I'll take that one. All right. So um, eschatologically, it's, uh, which is like end times. Like that's, that's you turning on the TV and like hearing, I don't know. Rapture Palooza. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So that's so is it like saying like may the may heaven come to earth and may this world be over, burn the sinners and maybe I'll get yeah. harps and wings. Burn all them damn sinners. Like we all we're all we're gonna do is sit in we're clouds. Picking on us this whole time. <laughs> we're gonna sit in clouds and play harps and worship Jesus. <laughs> like, oh gosh. How long are we gonna do Sounds this? Sounds terrible. <laughs> How long are we gonna do this for? Like yeah. two, three hours. 
eternity. This is just till you get the earth ready and then we go back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like throwing a kegger down in hell. I don't, you know, I don't think they would be, but now, now I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, if that was the case, could you be like, just for just for something different, God, could I go to hell for like three, four minutes? Just to see. Just like. Just, just to make sure like, you're not fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back and play the harp right afterwards, okay? I, got, I know my solo's coming up in like four millennia. I'll be playing my solo. I'm ready. Um. All right. Anyways, uh, so... Uh, so yeah, we kind of this, this idea that this sanctifying, and also we've talked about this before, is one of the common themes in the book of Matthew is um, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Like, what does that look like, and how does it lived out? And that is God's will being done on earth. So may your will be done on heaven. It's the same thing. It's it's praying exactly what Jesus is preaching. We've talked about the Sermon on the Mount, where this prayer is 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 the Sermon on the Mount is almost explicitly here's what the kingdom of heaven would look like. This is what the citizens of, of the kingdom of heaven do. So holy be your name, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is a very Matthean, like Ma- Matthew version of, of the Jesus story. Hmm. So, all right, let's continue on to verse 11. Of course you'd say it just as I'm... And give me a chance to get my, my, <laughs> my drink. Uh, give us today our daily bread. You'd finish that, right? When I <laughs> while I was drinking. Is that wait, let me get I can do this one. Like feed us your your wisdom. Is that what he's saying? Is that the interpretation um, of that? Maybe Dude, your your guess is as good as anybody else's <laughs> except for Joey's. <laughs> um jo- Joey knows all things. Um okay. So, symbolism, right? right? Is that the right word? Here's the problem with that word. Because if I was praying and I said it right and when I did it, I'd get a loaf of bread like smacking me in the head. I'd be well, I'd be saying that part over and over. It gets really weird because that word um for daily uh doesn't show up anywhere else. <laughs> it's like this magical word. Like we know what it means. This scheduling thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's it's uh the problem is it's it's nearly impossible to translate because it's not found outside the gospels. So I mentioned earlier I'm learning Greek, right? I mentioned that like I'm relearning it and, and going through that mess. Um the sustay our life of bread. Yeah, so so the class I'm taking um uses doesn't use the bible to teach greek it uses uh greek texts from that time period so it's a really draw from so you learn yeah. the language well out of those greek texts that exist that are not the bible none of them have this word huh so this is a completely bible only word that we have and Daily. so how do you sit there and figure out exactly what it's what it means when it's only used in this section um in this one place so it's what does it mean your your day by day bread your daily bread what is it what a loaf um, a day so uh keeps the scurvy away that's the, the, tons of vitamin c and white bread is it really one, no oh <laughs> you lying ass i am um <laughs> so, so i buy the butter bread mm, i just butter bread sounds great <laughs> all right anyways uh, so, uh, necessary. So this is, so Luther and his small catechism, uh, so he calls it necessary. Like why, like, what is, what do you mean by daily? It means like, it's the necessary bread. Like this is my daily bread, the, the bread that I need Like give me everything that I need in order to survive. Hmm. Um, it could be just give me the bread for today. Like give me t- today's bread, not tomorrow's bread, not yesterday's bread. Just, just today. That's all I need. 
Uh, there's another idea that it's for the coming day um, because today's cover. Like I already got it. We're we still so, talking about Luther. No, no, sorry, we've moved on. Yeah. Um, the the other 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 idea is like give give me tomorrow's bread. Like give me the daily bread because I already got today. Um, today's covered, which it gets a little finicky because it's like we mentioned earlier. Some people think there's a specific time that you should be praying this. So are yeah. you praying in the morning? You're like. I don't got no bread. I'm gonna pray in the morning, so I get it later so on. I afternoon. Guess, yeah. Or is do you pray at night? Like come I just, through, Lord. Yeah. Or or did you just eat and you go, oh man, I'm full. I'm stuffed. I'm about to go to bed. Um, God, you know, I, I can't see the bread, and I just pray that tomorrow I'll have it as well. Hmm. Um, there's another idea. Uh, give us bread uh, sufficient for every day. Like I just cover like daily, daily, like yeah. everyday bread, not like lame everyday bread, but like. Butter bread. Yeah, butter bread. <laughs> Some good bread. Um, I love bread. Uh, the early church fathers connected this to manna from heaven. Uh, that is, uh, they were told only to gather what is needed for that day in Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, in case you want to look it up. I know I've brought this up before, but yeah. when I had that fucking Exodus game for the NES, when my parents got me, because you know, Christian video game. Yeah. But you killed people with manna. You were like Moses or somebody. Was it Mo- Would it have been Moses? Abraham? Yeah. Yeah, Moses. Moses would have been the manna. Yeah. And like you flick your staff and like an M comes out and it just kills the bad guys. You're, you're killing them with manna. So I like that they gave them an M and they didn't actually just make like a, a loaf of bread, like a little 16 bit <laughs> piece of bread. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I guess the M's more pointy. I guess so. I don't the, know. The, there's like, what do, what do Christian kids not have? Imagination. Just put an M there. They're not going to. Um, <laughs> the programmer's sitting there smoking a joint like we're gonna kill him with manna <laughs> was there anything this Moses guy did he, he got bread from like rocks and things or they did just he, came around it's like, it's like what, what did he ever like hit anybody with a staff well he hit a rock one time and then he got like it was bad for him so we can't do that <laughs> this is really weird alright so anybody who hasn't like heard the, these Moses he, uh, go watch Charlton Heston or like if you're a kid of the 90s go check out um, DreamWorks uh, what was the movie called Prince of Egypt um, but Moses uh, well they don't show in either of those movies or at least not, they don't show in the DreamWorks movie I don't know about the Charlton Heston one they, they don't show him he strikes a rock and there's a whole debate about why but this really pissed off God and God was like, yeah, you're not going to go in the promised land. What? Oh. Yeah, everyone else is going to go, but not you. And then they screwed up, and then God's like, fine. Two people are going. And, and Moses is like, me? And then he's like, no. Actually, I added, I added that last part. But Moses does not go in the promised land. It's a guy named Joshua. And God's a, guy, a man of his word. Yeah, Joshua God and Caleb were the two guys. There's your trivia night if you're ever like sitting at a brewery and they're doing trivia. And they're like, who were the two people that Who went made to, the, to the promised land? Joshua, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb. Um, not that, Moses. Not no. They gave him the finger from the hill as they were going like into the promised land. Yeah. The Fuck Mo- you, Moses. Thanks for getting us here, bitch. <laughs> um. Okay. So the uh. So they connected to that. Uh. Some people think this is like the communion Eucharist. So a practice for a lot of churches is you take a little cracker, a little juice of wine. Like this is the body. This is the blood. And you you pop the your little oh, chiclet yeah. piece and oh, yeah. drink a little shot of grape juice and you're like yay and, and so, or <laughs> if you're in a more uh a, a higher church organization they might have a chalice you might do 
where you dip a wafer or something in, in it. There's a lot. I of think that's ways. a thing of the past now with all the uh, COVID yeah, stuff. Yeah. COVID, COVID really, really ruined the Christian faith. You know, it just, <laughs> 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 just went right out the window. Um, you know, there's still some churches that are like, "Fuck that!" and like, still just they're swirling their fingers in it, yeah. like stirring up the common thing. <laughs> They're, they're, they're also the ones playing I thought snakes. that shit was gross before then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you can survive a couple snake bites, like, COVID ain't shit, dude. <laughs> Take a couple rattlesnakes to the fucking thigh, like, no. COVID's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. If that, you know, if that takes you out, you deserved it. Yeah, so, um, so the, uh, if, if you learn anything tonight, uh, faith overcomes COVID. That's our that's no, the rattlesnake venom. If you're if you're if you are resistant to rattlesnake venom with your sitting ass and keeps getting bit by the snakes on Sunday, then yeah, COVID's not getting you. Yeah. Um all right, so anyways, the uh this Eucharist, uh some people try to argue this one. It's kind of difficult to really be like this it, the daily bread is referring to the, the Lord's and and you know the Lord's Supper hasn't even been instituted yet. So you would assume that this was imported and added in later on, which mm-hmm. we've already discussed that maybe this prayer was like put a in, copy and paste thing. Yeah, it's a situation, which is fine because I mean he's writing this after Jesus has died and done yeah. it and kind of established and piece everything together. So yeah, so Matthew's we've, we've talked about this at the very beginning. I mentioned it over and over again that Matthew might not necessarily be chronological as much as he is um, just trying to get his version of the story. So I don't really have a problem with him putting it in there, but most scholars don't think this is that's what he's referring to. He maybe something more of give us the provisions we need for the day. Um, this might hit some, uh, hit, hit home for some people that are in poverty. So if they're all sitting there outside Capernaum, um, and there's, they're like listening to this guy talk and he's teaching and they go, yeah, it sucks being poor. Cause we don't know if we're ever going to like, we're going to get food today or tomorrow or what, but keep in mind, they also had a bustling fishing industry. Hmm. If they're really worried about food, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, who we just brought in two chapters ago would be like, you guys need food. We can some, fish. You got some coin. Um, so that, that anyway, and like, not to discount that, but to, I also want to be realistic about discussing some of the issues of trying to make an assumption like that. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the correct scholarly answer, like always is, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, let's move on to verse 12. Verse 12. Let's do it. <clears throat> forgive us, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. All right. Some people have pushed this as reactive. Um, he who is merciful to others, mercy is shown to him and uh, him by heaven. While he who is not merciful to others, mercy is not shown to him by heaven. And that's in Shabbat one fifty one B, Bavli Shabbat. In case you want to look that up, um, I'm throwing all kinds of references for you people tonight. <laughs> Don't know where why. are these at? All these. Uh... Uh, you like, can, sh- where's Shabbat? Is that a- I, uh, where is uh, it's Bavli Shabbat? It's a it's a text. You can Google it. Real oh, okay, okay. So I it's just, not like a chapter in one like book. It's it's its own book. It, yes, yeah, its, its own okay. book. And one fifty one is would be the chapter section D is where you're gonna find this. And those those are in huge chunks. So it's not quite like it's like reading half a chapter of the Bible. Ah. It's not like uh, perfectly like oh one seventy eight or something like that. Like you gotta you gotta do some work for this. Um, anyways, so, uh, so you have that, that this is not, uh, this is again, not a purely quote unquote Christian idea. Uh, that's the beauty of using the phrase Judeo Christian, uh, the over- <laughs> overlap, um, as often as you are merciful. So all merciful has pity. So the all merciful, like being God has pity on you to uh, to Sefta, uh, comma nine thirty. 
Um, sixth part of the Shimoni Esrei talks about this idea of mercy and giving mercy and sharing. So this is, we mentioned earlier, some people think that this is the Shimoni Esrei, just the, the 18 prayer yeah, from Judaism. Yeah. yeah, they're thinking that way. So go back that way. Um, Luke uses sins. So we've talked about this idea that maybe Matthew ripped off Luke. Uh-huh. Well, Luke says, forgive us of our sins as we forgive others. And Matthew uses debt. So, mm. it so might, he like tweaks it a little bit to dodge the plagiarism thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's how Matthew's going to get this gospel across. Like he's turning it in as a term paper. Um, he understands debts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this may be that uh, that in Jewish teachings they were using the term debts uh, as another word for sins, and Luke couldn't be like write debts because then all of his Greek readers would have been like. Debts? Yeah, what? what's that? Yeah. Wait, 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 we have to forgive? No, no, that guy owes me money. Like, No, no, I'm not talking about money. We're talking about <laughs> sins. Why didn't you just say that, Luke? <laughs> You're making it really confusing for everybody. So uh, Matthew's <laughs> audiences might be used to hearing this this term debt. Um, it's also used in, in times when they're talking about uh, there, there was this um, expectation and going back to the law and way, way back in the, the old Testament when it would, uh, or the Tanakh, um, if you don't believe in the new Testament, it's just the Testament. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they would say that every seven years or every 50th year in the year of Jubilee, Jubilee debts would be forgiven. So you, you, you no longer owed anything. Like it was just, uh, everyone's in the black suddenly. Um, so you want to take out that car loan on the sixth year before yeah, yeah whatever year before you, you want to figure this out and you're like man uh I'm, is that still a thing over in israel no no, no? okay no. there's a question about whether they even ever did it oh there's a question because there's a one point where um welcome to tangent here real quick um there's a point where god comes to them and there's just like you guys never gave the uh the land like the land you were supposed to leave your your land fallow not farm it for a year you could still go and like pick berries and stuff, like whatever naturally grew, yeah. but you weren't supposed to actually actively till it or do, or try and farm it and uh, and try and make money off of it. And the how it goes is that they didn't. They just kept farming and kept working it and just kept selling and buying and trading. And God was like, no, you you messed up because you never gave the land its Shabbat rest. We're going to go ahead and kick you out. Yeah. So that so you, the land is going to go and you, it's going to get its rest that it never got. And the idea is that like some people speculate that uh, Israel never gave gave it a rest. Ah, so th- never done. So some people think that never happened. Anyways, so um, that would be the idea of, of forgiving debts. Okay, verse thirteen. Let's verse keep verse thirteen. Uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This Satan. Is, Satan. Ha, Satan. Um. All right, well, let's get into that. Uh, <laughs> tempting and testing in the Greek are both the same word. James uses this in his in his book, his letter, uh, chapter one, and he says to consider joy. Um, some say it means a person is tempted or tested by God, by God, but God provides a way to pass the test. Lead us not into yes. temptation. Like, God, don't don't put me in some weird situation that I'm not equipped to handle. Yeah. Like, like, like bitch, I'm not the one doing it. You're like, you get there yourself with your free will and ass. Yeah, <laughs> This is one of those things that I just I don't quite get. So I'm just kind of reading reading what other people have written about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so there's this idea that like, okay, God, I know you're going to test me, <laughs> but don't like lead me in a situation where I can't pass it, kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe that or like like walking down the street, like God, I was going to go the other way, and you pointed me right by this strip club. Yeah. Or like this <laughs> bar or this yeah. like. Oh my gosh! All this cocaine You're in God's, your dealer's yeah, house. God's looking down, like really, like, really, yeah. and that's where the second part comes in. But deliver me from evil. Yeah, 
<laughs> like a fucking I, lemming. You didn't, you, you, didn't, uh, you didn't lead me away. Yeah. I mean, like, there were like four lines of cocaine. It's rude to... I was waiting for your, your sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he keeps saying cocaine as if it's like, that's like a, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> I, just, I, I just realized, like, I just don't want to misinform our audience. Like... <laughs> I'm not saying you can do cocaine. I'm just not saying, not saying it's, it got blessed or anything. But <laughs> just it doesn't say thou shalt not do cocaine in yeah. in, in the black and white. Like Jesus never said. It. There's That's no true. red text. So, um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so leading. Uh, well, isn't this like the first time that God? This is not the first time that God has led people to crappy situations. Wasn't it the spirit that led Jesus into the desert? <laughs> For the whole temptation and the him versus Satan, we've already yeah. talked about that. So that's not quite out there. Um, there's this other question that maybe it's like God's permissive will. That is, God's like not making you do something, but he's allowing things to happen. Gosh, yeah. So there's there's that idea. Um, from evil. Okay, what does it mean like from evil? Yours is the evil one, right? The evil one. Yeah, so, um, yeah the prayer I always knew was just from evil. Yeah, like. It, it should just be evil. I mean, yeah. well, evil, the, the evil one. What am I reading out of again? NIV? Yeah, yeah. The evil um, one. So evil one, uh, Haman. Uh, Haman, who's a, he's a uh, character in the book of Esther. Uh, so this is a real human being, is considered an evil one, but he's not necessarily Satan. So it's it doesn't, not the evil yeah, one. So, so, so the phrase evil one doesn't necessitate you to think immediately in your mind. This is referring to the Judeo-Christian Satan you know, with the oh, it's just like half a goat, very like red. a broad kind of yeah. okay. Um, so it's just, yeah, broad. Uh, yeah, not just and it's just not someone, just somebody trying to harm you. Um, the uh, the, this request for rescue from the evil one may display dependency on God, as uh, as has been pre- prevalent in the prayer. So, how how would be your name? May your will be done. Um, give us today the daily bread forgive us like all these like dependencies. So this like deliver us from the evil one goes back to this continuous dependency on God. So it it has a theme to it. Um, And some people think that this is actually the, uh, the ending verse of it all, uh, but probably added, it doesn't actually show up into the book of Matthew until the eighth century CE. CE. But uh, the best guess, it was actually added to wrap things up nicely. uh, and may, might've even been a liturgical edition. So you're talking about the hymn books that the Christians have, all the hymns. So um, if you keep hearing something over and over and over again and keep, so they think that like this was a prayer that people in the early church were saying over and over again. And some people think that that there was like this little last phrase was tagged on there. Hmm. And, and that was like, and that was like became part of it. And then was then added that little last little phrase was added into the book of Matthew in the Ah, 8th century. Like all the, all the scribes were so used to hearing it over and over again in church. They're just like, yeah. And then he said this, no, that, that wasn't, yeah, just leave it in there. That sounds nice. <laughs> um, all right, let's. Uh, we're getting closer. Fourteen and fifteen. We're gonna. We're getting close to the end of this thing. Fourteen and fifteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, look. For if you forgive. Oh wait. Yep. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sin. Will not forgive your <sighs> sins. Okay. So this is kind of weird. Uh, Jesus, like. Jesus is explaining the part of his prayer. Like, what, what's a little break? And it said that this is mostly in Luke, not in Matthew, uh, not in Mark. Mark eleven twenty five has this, but not Luke. Luke does not have this. Um, uh, and I'm not sure if the Mark one is attached to, I don't think it has the prayer. So, like, this is just a separate phrase in, in the book of Mark. Right. Uh, okay. 
Um, but none of the early Greek manuscripts have 1126. The manuscripts are the manuscripts. ones that Joey kicks off to the side. Yes. <laughs> um, which means uh, uh, it may be a Matthew influence later. So there, there's this whole thing of... So, so in other words, people who were familiar with this section of Matthew, this 1415, um, when they went to read Mark and they saw a similar phrasing, yeah. they added in the Matthew section, that, that verse 15 of Matthew, into Mark. Hmm. So there's that. Uh, all right. And we got three more verses to wrap this up. Tell them to me. All right. It would be uh, Matthew six sixteen through 18. Matthew 6. I don't know why I told you 6. Cause it's not like you didn't know which chapter we were in this whole time. <laughs> 16 through... 16 through 18. Okay, okay, okay. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth. They have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who was unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. All right. So we've Ooh. talked about this. Uh, so, so fasting and prayer are put together in, in Christianity and, and as well in the section of that fasting and prayer are pulled together. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why we finished the, the Lord's prayer, but we are adding this fasting section into this already way too long podcast. Cause they brief, go hand in hand. Yeah. They go together. And we've talked about this before that, that you will have, Jesus in this section, so chapter five was, you have heard it said, but I say to you, and it was all in reference to interacting with one another. And then this section, chapter six, has been talking about how you handle your piety, your relationship with God, and that is in private. So when you pray, don't do it like this, do it like this. When you fast, don't do it out in front of everybody. Yeah, don't put on a show, do it for like... Yeah. The right reasons. Um, so uh, the the Pharisees actually fasted on Mondays and Thursdays. So it's like, don't be like those people. Well, they were fasting Mondays and Thursdays. They're doing they were intermittent fasting before it was cool. <laughs> um, but do not let your fast coincide with those of the hypocrites. Uh, this is on D, this is in DDK eight one. So DDK is like a Christian writing that was early on, and we've already mentioned it once before. But keeping this going um but do not let your fast coincide with the hypocrites they fast on mondays and thursdays so you must fast on wednesdays and fridays <laughs> <laughs> so do the same thing but just not on those days yes <laughs> we don't want to be like the pharisees so so don't don't do it like they do um guys are dicks the uh the only commanded fast is actually this this day called yom kippur uh, and that's uh so that that um is it between the jewish new year and sukkot our big jewish festival out in uh in the woods um <laughs> And then, uh, so, so you have, the, that's the only, it's this day of atonement. It's a day of repentance. So you're just like, God, I really, you know, there's a lot of stuff I screwed up on and, and I'm sorry. And you kind of go through this whole fasting day. We might have to talk about it one day, but if you just want to Google Yom Kippur, go to Wikipedia, read some stuff on it. You, you'll be fine. Uh, this Y O M K I P P U R, but that is the only commanded fast in the Bible where it says you must fast. So Jesus is just saying when you fast. So he's already assuming that they are going to be fasting, yeah. but there's no, um, there's only one black and white day you have to fast on this day. Um, and even that's questionable, uh, depending on your situation. Um, fasting through the Bible is mostly associated with mourning and repentance, a couple other things too. Um, and then uh, considered characteristically Jewish by pagans, like pagans be like, you're not going to eat? Yeah, yeah, but I just forgot, like, okay, that's weird. Like I'm gonna go over here and eat eat some stuff. I'm gonna have a barbecue. It's gonna be awesome. 
Um, and then uh, there, there's this uh, this wordplay that Jesus is doing. So a little, little bit of a dad joke here going on with Jesus. Hit me with it. Uh, in, in, uh, or maybe Matthew. Uh, to hide is afanidusin, and to be seen is fanosin. So they're a little similar. Um, so that might have been a little bit of a wordplay and a joke. Um, so, Wait, that was it? That was the joke? Yeah, the yeah, joke? there's like... like uh, hide versus being to be seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think Jesus was speaking in, in uh, Greek. Gotcha. gotcha. I, he could have been. I just don't think he was. And there's also people that argue that he thinks that he spoke in Hebrew. Hmm. I tend to think he probably did Aramaic, but that's my guess. <laughs> you and Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so then what, maybe what Jesus is trying to say here is that they have their reward and they have, uh, they have the notice of it. Like they, they're fasting to be noticed, but, instead of being noticed by God, they are being, they're still being noticed. Like their goal was to be noticed. Right. They're putting on a show. Yeah. And they, and they achieved it because they're being noticed by men. So they're not going to be noticed by God. God's like, you already got your attention that you needed. Like you're satisfied. Yeah. You don't need my attention because you got them. And so that, that's kind of a cool way of spe- uh, spinning it. Um, there's also this idea of like this anointing of like, well, anoint your head with oil. Mm-hmm. This is not the anoint is not Christ because Christ we've talked about is this idea the the word Christos or whatever, anointed one. Yeah. This is not, don't become Jesus. It's actually <laughs> just daily hygienic anointing. Like wash your face. Um, you know, just, just take care of yourself, man. Don't, you don't need to look like trash. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, so the, uh, yeah, uh, the ascetics, um, these are medieval monks and, Types of monks that like to abuse themselves and like hit themselves and stuff for Jesus. It's a weird thing. It's hmm. a thing that they did. Um, S&M for Jesus. What? Huh? Masochism for Jesus? Satanism? <laughs> S&M? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just... Just S. It just S, yeah. Yeah, just S. <laughs> S for Jesus. Satanism. Um, anyways, so uh, that's kind of kind of it, uh, actually, I think. I think that's it um anything else i'll throw in the show notes and get up on the blog oh we got it what was the one thing there was a thing what's up we'll have to go back and listen to it oh the verse we're gonna figure out we gotta figure out the pulp fiction verse oh yeah the yeah we're, we're <laughs> the, working that for you i think it was ezekiel i think so too we'll figure it out anyways thanks for hanging out with us on this way too long of a podcast <laughs> yeah thanks um, for hanging in there it's been awesome hopefully this is kind of shed some confusion onto a very famous uh, verse that's thrown out there. So next time you're in a funeral, you'll start hearing and you'll hit the person next to you. Hey, did you know? And you know, like that kind of weirdness, but um, really, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Follow us on, uh, on. Yeah. Like uh, subscribe, you know, give us some comments. Talk a little shit. We'd love to hear it. Let us know what you guys want to hear on another tangent night. If you guys want us to keep doing this, yes. if you guys want us to break away from this. Absolutely. Um, we can mix things up. Uh, just let us know. And again, we, we really appreciate you guys. So yeah. thanks. See you next time.